All right, so bonus round. Let's talk about managing expectations because in 2018, social media, the way BGG works, the hype gets real, and the hype is a struggle for a lot of companies because if they don't meet that expectation, it, it doesn't go so well. Even if it's a great game, if it wasn't the, the 11 out of 10 that people expected or wanted based on the marketing or based on things, different things, uh, it, it could be a tough Tough challenge for, for a lot of companies. So how do you guys, especially with projects like Fireball Allen, with these things that people remember so fondly when they were 10 years old, when they had no idea what a good game was, but they remembered just the fun they had, and now they're 30 and they're trying to play a, a similar game, and how do you manage that expectation? Um, yeah, that is hard. It can be hard for just about anybody. I, will, I do think it is at least uniquely hard for us dealing with these nostalgic games. And it's funny, so we've, we've got a saying Rob came up with early on is uh, we have to make the game better than, not better than it was, but better than they remember it yeah, was. Yeah, definitely. And so we know going in that there are people, and we because we've experienced, right? We, we have these expectations about, oh, I remember this game, and then when we go to play it, like, wow, uh, okay, uh, not quite as good as I remember it. But a lot of these people will never get a chance to play that old game. Something like Fireball Island, for example, they might have played it as a kid, and lost their copy or, you know, never, whatever. And so they're never going to go back to that original game. They're only working off that memory. Right. So I think part of it is basically trying to overshoot, right? Like, don't just try and make the great game or the game that you think people like. Try and make the best game you can. I know that sounds cliche, and people probably think they're always doing that anyway. Um, and for us, it's a matter of, just making sure we're, we know we're always trying to go that extra mile. Um, sometimes that's for us can be components, you know, like, Ooh, is this cardstock good enough? Let's just make it a little thicker. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have two kinds of marbles. Let's, let's do a third kind, you know, that sort of thing. Um, one of the interesting things for fireball Island was the game. The original game was one big Island tray and it, the box is huge, mm -hmm. and it won't fit like on a regular retail shelf. So the, literally the very first thing we tried to figure out how to do is how do we – we knew we – because we knew we had to make the game bigger uh, than the original. We, we had to. And in fact, uh, the, when we originally started working on the game, uh, the company that we're working with, Longshore, originally pitched the idea to Hasbro of a smaller version that was sort of just on a reduced scale – they ended up sending me their essentially pitch version. And I was like, we can't put this out. I mean, yes, it'll fit on a shelf. And yes, it'll be, you know, you can probably sell it for 20 bucks or whatever. But people will be so disappointed by this. And so it's the exact opposite. Like, you have to figure out how to do it. And so we we ultimately figured out as uh, Mike Gray is also on our team. He's obviously uh, been around forever in the industry. And oh, he's our Yoda, we would call him. So uh, he had this idea of taking these the trays, and instead of uh, one big tray, we have three separate trays that nest in the box, but then can stack when you set up the board. So it ends up being bigger and taller, but still fit in a smaller box. And it's just a matter of figuring out how to do it, like put put the effort in, you know. Um, go that extra mile. So Yeah. Now, what advice would you give as far as marketing? Because I know some games, you know, they put the press release out a year, a year and a half before the game comes out. And so there's this huge time for people to get excited and just that hype to build up and build up and build up. And then the game comes out and it just doesn't meet the expectation. And so, like, what do you, what's your advice as far as timing, like when to tell people about the game, that kind of thing? Yeah, I think that can be a big problem. And in fact, I, I've, I've learned that. And Rob, you know, Rob, 
had some uh, experiences of his own that he's sort of yeah, dealt with on that front. Yeah, it, it's a shame. And so I think I mean, maybe it's just a matter of having gone through that once to learn the lesson. So fortunately, you know, I guess Rob brought that to the team. We didn't have to learn that lesson because <laughs> he's constantly working, you know, to avoid that. Um, I'm on the I'm, I'm the big blabbermouth. Like I, I'm constantly everybody's. Can I say no? Shut up, Justin. Don't tell them that. <laughs> so I get the I get it, and I think it really comes down to is you're so excited for your project that you want to tell people about it because you know they'll be excited too. Right. But you're right. If you do it too early, it it just doesn't help. And you just have to remind yourself, like if it takes writing a sticky and putting it on your computer, you know, post a note up there or something, you know, wait. <laughs> uh, if you think about it, though, in some ways, it can if you can, you can almost. It's like gas, right? Like if you make the container smaller, it increases the pressure. Yeah. Uh, so if you can shorten that uh, marketing period, you can actually make it even people get even more excited about it. Um, and so it, it is tough. I mean, when, when we were working on Fireball Island, I mentioned one other member of the team, uh, Suzanne Sheldon. She's our master of fireworks. <laughs> and she comes from a, like a heavy-duty marketing background. And, you know, we were just sort of winging it, but she came in and like did this whole editorial calendar about when we're releasing certain things and we planned it all out. And I think that can be super helpful too. like make a calendar, you know, here's when I'm expecting to release the game. And then if you work back and you say, well, if I do my press release six months in advance, what am I going to talk about for six months? Right. Right. I mean, you, so plan it out. Like, here's what I'm going to talk about on this day. Here's what I'm going to talk about on this day. Here's this piece of art I'm going to show off on this day. Build the calendar backwards and see how much time you actually need to get the information out there. And then, I mean, anything beyond that is just wasted time, right? I mean, you don't, you want to do it in as short a period of time as you need to get your full message out. So I think actually making out a calendar can be a really helpful thing. I know we found it helpful. Yeah, that's great advice. I was actually reading a kind of postmortem for a Kickstarter that just finished, and they made $2 million, right? Just an insane, did far more better than they expected. And one of the things they talked about was they built this calendar out for when they were going to talk about things, when they were going to release things, and how helpful it was because they were so anxious and so excited, and all the emotions were running high, but they would hold to the calendar, and they would be patient. And some of those dates they chose were arbitrary. Like they didn't, right. It didn't matter if it was a week or, or, or 10 days, but, but they held to that calendar, and it helped them just to kind of keep pace and not get too anxious, not get too emotional, not to get too crazy. And I think that's just a, a really good way to do it. Now, do you have any kind of rules of thumb? As far as like, you know, three months is when you should release uh, the first press release or the cover of the box or whatever. Do you have any kind of like more specific dates that you guys work with? Well, I can tell you for Fireball Island, we, we use we figured on a month before the Kickstarter launch. And I think that's been pretty good for us. Mm -hmm. uh, I think uh, some of it depends. I mean, I, there's no hard and fast rule for everybody. If you are a well-known company or you're working on a well-known product. I mean, there's obviously a lot of excitement for Fireball Island. So we, we knew we wouldn't need to work too hard to, you know, build a following for it and all that stuff. Uh, if you're unknown or if the product's not as well-known or both, obviously you, you might need to give yourself more time to, to work on developing the followers, right? Because right. you can't just shout your marketing material into the void, right? That's not going to do anybody any good. Uh, so, you might start a little earlier and then sort of see if by doing that you can get people, you know, build up that Twitter follower or Facebook follower account or whatever and, and get people following and, and work on that aspect of it too. Use those, use some of that, you know, 
marketing effort to build your audience so that when you're making the announcements, they're hitting more people. I think, you know, a month worked well for us. I, I you know, I would hesitate to say it's a rule of thumb for everybody because you do need to keep in mind your own audience. Yeah, it's a great point. It's the difference between being an established company versus an unknown, right? Fantasy Flight versus me in my garage. And so right. you have to have some time to build that up. And that's another thing that I've talked about this on the show in the past. Don't view your first game, if you're a self-published per, you know, person, you're building this Kickstarter company, don't view your first game as the biggest thing because it's going to take a while for people to trust you, to know who you are, and to build up an audience, And no matter how much time you take. And so just kind of, for anybody listening that's kind of thinking about going that path, that first game might not do that well, but that second game, you're going to have more of a, a foundation of, of customers you've already, hopefully, if you've done a good job, that you've, if you, that you've built up. Yeah, I mean, one of the reasons we wanted to do a Kickstarter for Stop Thief I mean, in addition to the cash flow is nice, obviously, right. is to build the audience because we knew we were going to have some bigger projects like Fireball and down the road. And now we've got 2,500 backers who've already backed us, who we've shown that we can deliver on a, a product and, and are familiar with us and how we work and that sort of thing. And so that's 2,500 people out there. Hopefully, and most of them, you know, telling people about Fireball Island and, you know, the, the fun they're having with the games and things like that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, I think, and in, in, in general, I would say it might be a good idea to almost do it. If, if you're looking at it specifically at Kickstarter, let's use that as an example. Uh, do a small game with a small, you know, uh, goal and, and use that and just nail it. Like, just right. deliver, be responsive in the comments and the messaging, get your fulfillment nailed. Much easier with a smaller game and a smaller project. And now you've got a lot more audience than you did. You've got people who out there will evangelize for you. So if you've got a big thing that you're working on, trying to do that as your first Kickstarter, I think is a, a mistake. I would try and do something small, you know, not meaningless, but it should still be a good game and all that. But something that's more manageable, I think, is, a, is a definitely a good strategy to try. Yeah, I completely agree. And that's what I found in my own uh, personal experience as well. Now, Justin, do you have any kind of uh, closing thoughts or closing advice on managing expectations? Uh, I would just say if you just do the best you can do and do more than you think people will want. Uh, and then I will also say that you will never please a hundred percent of the people. So don't get hung up on, you know, if two or three people are shouting at their roofs on, uh, at the uh, rooftops on Twitter. It's still just two or three people, you know, yeah. uh, don't spend a lot of time engaging with the negativity, just let it go and. Uh, focus on the people who are, are hearing what you're telling them. Yeah, definitely. Undersell, over-deliver, I think is kind of the heart, the heart of it. Yes. Right? Well, Justin, man, I really, again, appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on the show. Good luck with Fireball Island. Good luck with the Kickstarter. And I'm just so excited to see this game, but also kind of the future of your company, where you're going from here, the other games that you have in the pipeline that you can't talk about and the other projects you're <laughs> working on trying to get the rights to. And so good luck with everything, man. I appreciate it. Thank you.